Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. It's me, Gary Stuckey, on Real Music on Anchor.fm, ready, as always, to bring you a brand new interview with a lady coming all the way from North Carolina. Her name is Miss Paige King Johnson, country singer and songwriter, amazing voice. Just want to say, go check out her music. She's got a brand new song and video out. It's called Baby Don't, and it's directed by Miss Pam Tillis. You might know her, right? Uh, but very talented lady. Had a lot of fun talking to her, chatting and laughing and joking and things like that. I think you're going to enjoy this interview, and uh, be sure to share it with all your friends. And it'll put a smile on your face. So, yeah, check her out. Check all her music out. She's great. But here she is. Here's Miss Paige King. Johnson. Hello, this is Gary. Hey, Gary, this is Paige. Hey, Paige, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Are you ready to chat about? I am always <laughs> ready to chat. Are you just, now? Okay. Just give me a halfway listening ear, and oh. I will go to town. <laughs> So you're one of those. Okay. Yeah, you say that now, then I, yeah, I'll talk to you for like five hours. You're like, shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, I'm one of those. I can talk. I can listen. You know, I can do all that stuff, you know. But, but we can share, you know. We can take turns. We I'll, can. Yeah, we I won't, can fight over Yeah, I won't run over you and say, hey. You know, g- give me a word. You're not one of those, are you, that, you know. Somebody's trying to talk, and you're like, and you no, okay. I'm just, you know, not you know, not that I would say anything, you know, if you were, you know, I would just. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so where are you today? Are you, not... I am in North Carolina at the moment. Okay, now because a lot of times, you know, they'll the person will be like from Kentucky or from wherever Georgia, and but they'll be living in Nashville, and I'll say, how's the weather? And I'm like, no, they're in Nashville. You know, <laughs> duh. You know. I'm back and forth between the two, so well, I get a good mix. Okay. Well, how's the traveling from uh, from Nashville to North Carolina? Well, I just let Southwest Airlines do all the traveling for me. <laughs> so well, that's good. It's you're good. not you're not flying the plane or anything, are you? Okay. No. Okay, just check it, make sure. They um, took my pilot license see, a few years ago. I thought so. Yeah, I read that in the bio. No, I'm just kidding. No, but speaking of the bio, yeah, I was reading about, you know, you were nominated for in three different categories for the 2021 Carolina Country Music Awards. Can you tell me all about that? Yeah, I uh, I've been a part of the Carolina Country Music Awards or the association um, itself for quite a few years and. Uh, I'm always grateful to have radio behind me and uh, supporting me in any way possible. And uh, whenever I got nominated for the first time back in my years are all mixed up back in 2020, um, you know, I say this all the time and it sounds cheesy, but it's the truth that it truly is just an honor to be nominated for them. But um that was the first year I was nominated and I won three of the four awards that I was nominated for, which is just incredible and stupid. And I still don't know how I got. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, how but, wow? How many were you up against? I mean, how many how many people were are going for I that? I think we had about six people in each category. Wow, wow, and you won. I did, and I was so grateful. I mean, to get recognized not only by your peers who are also creating amazing music and and videos and all that kind of stuff every single year, but um, also people who are within the industry, working in the industry, for them to, you know, acknowledge you and tell you that the art that you're creating and that you're putting your time and your heart into is good or at least worth listening to i guess yeah right (laughs) is uh that's a it's a huge pat on the back and it's just um you know it continues to solidify in my heart that this is what i'm supposed to be doing and you know that god put me on this earth to to do this and at least for a little while hey well i hope you do it a long while (laughs) i hope so too (laughs) and that's right yeah god puts us all here for and it makes you feel good when you know that you're doing the right thing you know when you feel it in your heart right and uh but but those those awards that included the uh female artist of the year songwriter of the year uh country single of the year for the song she holds this house together do you hold houses together or (laughs) i do not that's the song that i wrote about my mama okay and uh you know as an an honor to all the women out there who have done so much whether they are biological mamas or um you know just women that were very present in other people's lives that had a huge part in raising up decent human beings in the world um that i was really glad writing that song and being able to just have it as a gift for my mama was a huge blessing in itself but then to be able to release that song uh back in May of last year was a, another one of those, you know, blessing moments because I got an influx of all these um, stories from other people and mm-hmm. how that song related to them and reminded them of their moms who had passed on or right. was a special song that they could share with their moms. And um, now it's up for a Carolina Country Music Award, which is really special. Awesome. That's awesome. And, and like you said, you know, when you're writing a song and it's it's from your heart, and I guess the main thing you want to do is relate to another person. And when they tell you about how it helped them, I know that that just makes all the difference. And especially if they like the song, it just makes the whole difference, right? Absolutely. I mean, as songwriters, you know, our job is every single day to sit, sit down in a room and to write a story that's either our story or it's somebody else's story. Um, and, you know, our job as artists is to be able to share those stories and let them reach enough people to where it's validating their feelings of whatever they're going through, whether it's heartache, whether it's falling in love, whether it's, um, you know, losing a loved one, whether it's getting off work at five o'clock on a Friday and wanting to go (laughs) drink a beer or whatever (laughs) it is. Um, you know, our job is to be able to celebrate those things and, um, you know, bring them to life in whatever way, is possible. And so, um, you know, to, to get messages from people who are listening to the song or to get messages from people who, you know, tell a story about how a song has related to their life in some way or how it's helped them through a tough situation. Um, that's just a validation for me, you know, that I am doing the right thing and that, um, you know, I'm, I'm creating music, not only that's therapeutic for me, but it's also, you know, helping other people. And right, that's right. what I love about this job. That's great. That's, I mean, that's, 
you know, what more do you want in life? I mean, isn't that cool? And and, and the fact that you're singing, you know, and, and you're writing songs. You know, some people just get other people to write their songs, or, or they can't write, but you can sing and write. And it's just, it's a, you know, it's a blessing to do that. And uh, so, tell me this though, about your childhood. Now, when did you first realize you, that you wanted to sing? You wanted to write songs. When did you? It kind of hit you, and you go, "I want to do this." Well, I was always the kid that required attention, if you know what ah, I mean. <laughs> that, hey, that would be me. That would, <laughs> that's Whether me. it was telling a story, trying to crack a joke, singing a song, doing a dance that made no sense whatsoever, <laughs> I was that kid. Right. So there was always the little inkling in the back of my parents' mind, at least, that I was going to be some sort of entertainer um to what extent they really didn't know but um i'm grateful that both my parents were parents that valued music um especially as an educational tool for kids and um from a very young age my mama had both my sister and i uh started out in piano lessons and then um moved up and we were playing handbells in our church choir at church and we're always singing in the the plays and stuff that we had. And then whenever I was about 10 years old, um, my grandpa had seen how much I was enjoying music and how much I loved attention. <laughs> and um, he bought me a guitar for Christmas and, um, you know, he put it in my hands and he said, learn how to play this thing. And so I started taking lessons and I fell deeper in love with music at that point. And, um, you know, started trying to learn my way around the guitar. And that following Easter, my grandpa actually passed away. Mm. And um, so I kind of took that as a sign from the Lord and a sign from him that uh, maybe music was something that I was supposed to be doing on a more permanent basis. Um, and so that was really when I started putting my head down and taking in music and really trying to create a craft around it. And, um, I fell in love and never turned back. That's great. Yeah. And did you, you know, I play guitar. So, I mean, I know when I was starting to play, did you ever say, um, my fingers hurt? Or I can't, change, I can't change chords fast enough. You'd watch somebody else and get frustrated. Did you ever get frustrated and go, I want to learn everything. I want to be like Van Halen today. Right. Well, that today. happens every day still. And I'm 14 <laughs> years into it. So um, I don't know that that ever stops per yeah, se. I don't think it will. But would. yes, there were definitely a lot of growing pains along with learning to play guitar, <laughs> as is with anything. Right. Um, you know, whether you play a sport, whether you're learning a new hobby, whatever it is, that um, there's always going to be hurdles that you have to jump over. The developing calluses on my little 10-year-old fingers was probably the most painful. Uh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh Thankfully, my grandpa, when he bought me a guitar, was kind enough to consider my small anatomy at the time. Yeah. Um, and he bought me a baby tailor. There you and go. so I, it did not swallow me whole okay, so whenever <laughs> I was trying to learn it. <laughs> so you didn't get the big jumbo Spanish you know, guitar with a wide uh, No, you know, bridge we, we and... weren't dealing with that okay, situation. Okay, Just, that would have been rough. It, it, was it nylon strings or uh, was it regular strings? They were regular strings. Okay, because a lot of times nylon is like a training type thing, and then you can move right. up to the, you know, but that's cool. And uh, 
So when you're listening uh, to music back in the day, who were some of your influences? And, and you know, did you say, I want to be like this this singer here? Who, who were some of your influences back then? I was raised listening to a lot of classic country music. My parents loved people like Merle Haggard and Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline and uh, Waylon Jennings. And so we were always listening to a mix of those kind of outlaw and classic country artists. And then I was raised in the nineties. So I was listening to a lot of George Strait, oh, and yeah. Alan Jackson and Trisha Yearwood and Martina McBride. Yes. And so, um, I feel like I draw from whenever I'm writing for myself and in the studio recording that I draw a lot from those two kinds of influences. Um, the the pop country era <laughs> yeah right was was not the time for no, me it's and just well you know i think everybody is different on their tastes and everything but honestly as for me i mean you know i'm i'm not a country singer in nashville but uh the 90s if i had to pick that early 90s era like you said yeah Right. I don't there think it gets better than that. There was just something about it. Yeah, that's just. It's kind of like you base all your songs or your ideas probably from that. You probably go that that's perfection. So I want to go down that road. Exactly. <laughs> and, do, right? and I, th- you know, I think about it all the time that the music as a whole and whatever genre you're in, a lot of it is based around nostalgia and country music, especially, I mean, country music is all about storytelling and everything. And we pull on nostalgia no matter, you know, what we're talking about. And so, you know, now it's scary to say that the nineties were sometimes 30 years ago, but um, who's to say that 30 years from now that people won't be saying, you know, that pop country era was the, you know, was some of the best music that was ever made. And, you know, it, it rightfully could be. So you, you when you're in the point of creating all this stuff, how much of a legacy it's going to leave. And so you got to make sure you do it right. That's that's right. (laughs) So make sure you do it right. Now you're doing it right. Hey, you, you, to win all these awards, you can't be doing it wrong. You're not doing it wrong. I'm just saying, you know, well, uh, thank you. I'm just trying. (laughs) You're trying. You're, you're succeeding. Yeah, you're going to be okay. I promise you. I promise you. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, so uh, you've got a new single called "Baby Don't." Can you tell me about that in the video? And uh, yes, yeah, tell me all. About um, it. Baby Don't is you know we were talking about pop country. This is the most uh, you know current leaning song that I have ever put out myself, and um, we had a lot of fun in the studio. But before we even got to the studio, this. Uh, the song came across my lap from one of my mentors, and now I'm glad to say my friends, uh, Miss Pam Tillis. Awesome. And uh, I've been working with her and kind of getting to know her over the past couple of years. And she knew I was in the process of um, working on some new music and kind of searching around for some songs. I had never uh, recorded an outside song before that I was not a writer on myself, but you know, I decided that maybe it was time to kind of open my my eyes because I always say that the best song wins no matter if I was a part of it or if you know it was written by some other people and um this particular song was written by three of my absolute favorite songwriters in Nashville um Hillary Lindsay and Lori McKenna and Liz Rose and so um Pam 
came across this song and she sent it to me and she immediately calls me. She goes, Paige, I just texted you a song. Um, I'm going to hang up on you. You need to go listen to it. If you don't record it, you're crazy. <laughs> and I said, okay. Right. Point taken. <laughs> and, yeah, thank you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Miss Pam Tillis, I will listen to yes. you. And um, wow. so I, I listened to the song and I fell in love with it. And um we were able to take it into the studio, and like I said, this is the most um, current-sounding song that I have ever made in the studio. And we had a lot of fun. There's always that line of how much, you know, radio sounds do you want in your song, and then how much of you do you want in your song. And so right. we spent a lot of time kind of riding that needle and um, figuring out exactly what the song was going to sound like. And then when it came time to uh, try to put it to a music video, we called Pam back up and um, she was the mastermind behind the whole Adam and Eve story of temptation and that relation to this song in general. And it was really fun to work with her, you know, this being the second music video that I've done with her now and, um, you know, to continue to see her work in a whole new lane for her because you know she spent so much time and she still is a touring country artist and right. a songwriter right. but it's really cool to see her you know behind the camera and as a director now because um not only is she loads of fun to work with and heck she's pam tillis That's but right. um what else do you need so yeah right <laughs> she's pam she's so incredibly talented yeah. and just so artistic and it's really cool to kind of see her figuring out who she is as a director and as a creative director and all that kind of stuff. So um, I've been really fortunate to kind of be able to wade through that with her. That's great. Yeah, that's nice. And um, this uh, video, it premiered on Heartland TV and CMT, right? How cool is that? Yes, it did, which is, wow. you know, I, I never take any of these things for granted because I was the little girl sitting in front of the TV on Saturday mornings watching the CMT Hot 20 Countdown oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, just looking at all these people and thinking, gosh, you know, only if one day I can, you know, be on here. And so uh, it's it's so cool to, to say that my music is you know, being played amongst all the other people on CMT and being played on TV. It's just amazing. Right. And uh, w when you're coming up with a song, um, do you, do the, does it come easily? Do the words come easily? Or sometimes is, is it hard? Do you ever get writer's block? Or do they kind of flow when you're thinking of a song? Um, all of the above, right? Okay. I think every creative, whatever they're doing, they kind of go, they ebb and flow through different stages of what they're doing and um some songs just come out in a matter of 30 minutes and they can be written while i'm walking on on an afternoon walk and then uh some songs are a labor of love that can take you know a year or so to finally finish and and get them out like you want them to and um for me i find that it really just depends on the subject matter of the song and how close I am to whatever the scenario is. Right. Um, and you know, how much importance or relevance that it has to me in my own story. And, 
I just, I love it. I started writing songs when I moved to Nashville and it's become one of my favorite parts of my job. That's great. And so when you're writing songs, do you ever think maybe you'll write for somebody else? Have you tried to write for somebody else out there? I've definitely written with a lot of my other friends who are also artists. Um, And I've had a couple of friends in the past few years who have released songs that we've written together um, and I have a couple more friends who are coming out with new music here in the next year um, that I was a part of. And that's just a really cool thing because, um, you know, like I said, I love writing songs so much. And it's really cool to go into a room and know that, you know, have that pressure off of you that, OK, we're not writing for me today. Like I can just write whatever, you know, I can be a part of whatever story I want to. Mm-hmm. and um, that gives you a sort of freedom that I feel like every songwriter needs at some point. Um, if they are an artist as well too, is that, you know, I feel like we can get so called up whenever we're writing for ourselves and we, we have this tunnel vision of, okay, it has to sound like this and it has to look like this. And I've, I haven't released a song that's this story before. So I need a story like this. And um, when you go into a room to write, just, for the heck of it, it it's really freeing. So yeah. I enjoy it. I'm sure. Yeah, it's got to be great. And uh, and I'm sure you're like this creative ball of energy. Like you were talking about earlier, you know, you you were <laughs> that kid. And I know for me, I gotta create something either like artistically, like drawing, painting, or something. But that music stuff comes out, and you do you like paint and things like that, or do you do other I, things like that? The best thing I can draw is a stick figure, oh, sadly. Oh. I so wish I could paint. But I'd like to think that I also put my creative energy towards baking. Oh, um, I love spending time in the kitchen. Um, my waistline doesn't love it as much. But, <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> but, it, it uh, might love it a lot. Yeah, like mine. I have found <laughs> over the years that baking is, and, and honestly, I've loved learned to love cooking too. Um, it's just one of those things where I'm not, I'm not on my phone. I'm not distracted by anything else. I can just create however I want to. And, you know, put a dash of whatever I want here and, you know, bake it for a couple minutes longer there. And so, um, that's where I, I put a lot of my other creativity. Well, that's good. You, you ever watch those cooking shows like chopped or something and try to do, oh. You, you, you see arugula, be, you know, or whatever. If I could be the pioneer woman, <laughs> that would be a yeah. dream come true. Right, right. Hey, go for it. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Well, like when you're on stage, though, okay, you're singing in front of all these people, and you get this big rush. How do you come down for that rush? What do you do afterward? Like like I said, to about that energy. What do you do after? The show is over. I really don't have a decompressing routine. I probably should because there are some nights whenever I try to go to bed and it's like, okay, this isn't happening. Um, But I also feel like people who haven't ever done any kind of performing or anything like that, they don't realize how much performing drains you. And... um, 
you know, standing on your feet for three hours playing songs and having a guitar strung over your shoulders. And if it is in the summertime and you're playing outside and it's 90 degree heat and there's 80% humidity, like after three hours of that, you're pretty drained and you can give me a soft spot in the semi quiet place and I'm out. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that girl snoring over there in, under the tree? <laughs> It's just Paige. Don't uh, worry. She's sang for three hours. Give her a break. Give her a break. <laughs> and and but speaking of funny moments, what's the funniest moment that you've had out there performing? Did something happen that you just think about and you bust out laughing? Tell me about um, that. Um those moments it's really sad to say those moments just they happen so often that I don't even <laughs> take note of them anymore my family makes so much fun of me because oh. I'm a very book smart person I was you know straight a student all through high school college and everything but when it comes to just street smarts or just common sense I tend to lack a lot of that so I just <laughs> say very not smart things sometimes oh. well I, <laughs> I, I can relate to that too see People don't realize Einstein didn't have a lot of common sense. I mean, that it's, it's not that you're this doofus. It just means that you focus all your other attention on stuff that matters. And when you don't think about these smaller things, and it just sounds kind of crazy sometimes. Hey, don't feel bad. I'm okay. that guy, too. So I'm justified. Yes, it's okay. Okay. Hey, it's all right. So, so you're telling me I'm a genius. See, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, those those you know winning all those awards and the, and the categories and the, I'm just saying you you must be doing something right. It's got to be <laughs> something in there. Not everybody is doing that. I'm just saying you got to look uh. back at just you know. But anyway, yeah. And um, but if you could go back in time, back in the day, you know, way back at you know, in the old days, and and pick somebody to sing with that's not with us anymore, who would that be? Well, okay, you, you narrowed down my choices a little bit. Who is not with us anymore, with then us it anymore. would probably be Patsy Cline. Okay. I think her voice is one of the most unmistakable voices, not just in country music, but, you know, in music in general. And um, she created some of the best music in her very short life. And uh, I would love to be able to sing with her. That would be cool, yeah. Just going back in time, you know, and then and seeing how it used to be, you know, if only right. for a few minutes would be really cool. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so what kind of what kind of shows have you got lined up uh, for the near future? You got some stuff going on. I do. I have quite a bit of stuff coming up. Um, throughout the next people make fun of me all the time because I work on like half years. So throughout the next until June, at least. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, I'm going to be playing around North Carolina, around South Carolina, um, playing some shows around Tennessee as well. And, um, I, I make goals for myself every year to try to play at least three new States. Okay. every year so i've got some states on my bucket list for this year that i'm trying to work towards if anybody out there's listening and you're in michigan or indiana or texas or kentucky or, or anywhere or just alabama. let me know i'm in alabama I'm, 
Have you been to Alabama and played? I have played some Alabama shows, actually, down in Huntsville. Oh, okay. That's north of here. You need to come come down here to the... uh, to the coast area. Down oh, there. I've actually, I did this past October. I played in Bruton, Alabama. Hey, hey, you know what? Believe it or not, I know a guy from Bruton, Alabama. Really? Yeah, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, you were in, I, how did I miss that? I was at the Cold Moon Oh, Festival. man, yeah, yeah. How, wow, and, and I actually missed that. I usually go to those. Those are great. <laughs> man, well, hopefully I, I'll get back down there this oh, year. Oh, wow. And uh, Connie Baggett and uh, yes. yeah, yeah. See, I know some things. It's, Look at us. What, what? What is? What are the odds of that? Wow, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's a small world after all. Uh, yeah, man, that's cool. Wow. Um, yes. And uh, so what about the new music? You know, you got what's the music status right now as far as <laughs> singles and stuff like that? You got them lined we, up. We uh uh. uh I wrote some of my favorite songs that I'd ever written um, in 2020 whenever everything else was shut down. And that was really all I could do. And uh, thankfully, last year, I was able to get into the studio and record a lot of them. So the goal is that hopefully in the near future, we'll uh, we'll have some new music coming out. And um, I have a lot of projects that I'm working on. I'm always such a prospect a project and a to-do list centered person. So hey, I've good. got a lot of projects that I'm kind of working on and, and dreaming up what this year is going to look like. So definitely some new music coming, hopefully in the next couple of months. All right. And you've got, so you got all these goals. You, you write them down on a piece of paper and check them off as you go. Or are you, do you procrastinate like me? Or <laughs> I'm a mix of both. I, I tell people so much that I'm, such a perfect and a frustrating mix of a creative and a like type a person who has to have everything in a certain place and so um i whenever i do think about things and they're not like squirrel thoughts (laughs) then i do write them down and i check them off the list but sometimes they don't ever make it onto the list okay (laughs) Because they're here and then they're gone. Uh-huh. See, I can, I can relate to that too. I, I'm just saying, squirrel thoughts, that's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. See? Oh, oh. oh, but anyway, yes. Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> I thank you for uh, talking to me today. And uh, I, I'm, hey, I, come to come to Bruton, Alabama again. I promise you, next time I'll be there, doggone it. Hey, keep a look. You can just always watch my website. And anybody out there who's listening, always watch my website. Um, it has all of my tour dates on there and all the little updates. So awesome. I'm always posted on there where I'm going to be. All right. Well, I'll have to meet you out there somewhere. And uh, Please do. And give you a hard time about all your <laughs> squirrel issues and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you, thank you so much once again. And uh, I'll be seeing you. And, uh, Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, you have a good night, and I'll talk to you soon. You as well. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to help out, you can click on the support button and donate any amount of money that you'd like, and I would appreciate it so much. Thanks to the ones who've been given in the past. It really helps me keep this podcast going, and I appreciate it. 
And I'm looking forward to more episodes coming up for you very soon. And until next time, everybody, whatever you do, keep the music real.